0: CHAPTER 43 One small act changed everything for Elsie. She went from being in charge of a village raid to residing in a claustrophobic cell. All for reading a book. When Elsie asked her young servant girl to find the book, she was glad to have it back. She was able to reread her mother's words, but also her own. It was like partaking of the wisdom her old self wanted her to remember. As if waking from a dream, she realized she was wearing the Ilderim amulet and yanked it off without further thought or consideration. Suddenly, her thoughts and emotions ebbed and flowed, washing over her like an unrelenting wave. She retained all her memories of the last three months, but the implications were the things that drowned her. She set fire to people's homes. She let Rubens manipulate her. She was the enemy, even though she tried to resist. She didn't know if this is what they did to anyone who removed their own amulet, or if this was general punishment for any and all disobedience. All she knew was she had a lot of time to think about the consequences while being confined. Ilse was kept literally in the dark about where she was, how long she was there, and how long they meant to keep her there. Based on the amount of shoddy meals that were slid into her room, she guessed she was in there for at least two weeks. She analyzed everything by touch and waited for what was coming. She was half-asleep at one point, when she first heard a voice. Halt! What brings you here? The voice said. It was probably the jail guard. Someone was breaking in. The sound of boots against stone. Heavy breathing. The other person merely whispered a few words. That part was easy enough, because wherever she was, it was almost always dead quiet. She heard a small yelp and then a loud, reverberating thud. The room fell silent. Satisfying her curiosity, she rose from her corner. Her legs made cracking noises as she stood to look through the barred windows of her door. All was dark, save one dancing light before her. It swayed in the air, which meant it must have been fire. It was coming closer to her face. It came with little time near her nose, and she could feel its warmth. The immense brightness dazzled her, and she shielded her face with her hands. "'Is your name Ilsie? a tiny whisper asked. Ilsie looked up, closed her eyes as she faced the licking flames and held firmly to the bars. "'Who are you?' "'She whispered back, almost in tears.
1: "'Your rescuer! We don't have much time!'
0: "'She heard the sound of metal at work, and her door was unlocked. "'She released her feeble grip on her prison bars and easily slipped past.
1: "'We must hurry. My spell will not last forever,'
0: the quiet voice said. "'Who are you?' "'Ilsie tried again. She couldn't see the person, "'but the voice and movements suggested the person was shorter and lighter than her.
1: "'I'm a friend of Ladala's. Now let's move already.'
0: That was enough for Ilse, and they moved on. The mysterious figure held Ilse's hand to guide her. Ilse was still in a daze and had no idea where she was. Before she exited, she saw a guard on the floor, immobilized. His face was frozen in a look of shock and horror. The figure stopped suddenly and listened tentatively. Two low voices were murmuring just around the corner. The figure suddenly spoke some words again, and a light erupted from the right hand and struck the two bodies. They illuminated and then stood still. Ilse's eyes widened. The figure showed little care for the victims, but neither did Ilse. They were Yildirim guards, after all. Soon, the figure took Ilse's hand once more and motioned to the door. The figure began pushing at a large black door, groaning under the weight. Ilse then tried to help, too. First, a sliver of light escaped through the crack, and then more light shone around the door frame until the door was open and unleashed the full sunlight reflecting off of snow. The light blinded Ilse tremendously. Every time she tried to open her eyes, she immediately had to close them again. While Ilse was slightly whimpering to herself, the stranger looked around and decided to head for the snowy hills. Ilse grimaced once more as her bare feet touched the cold ground. She suddenly tripped and collapsed into the snow. Come on, we're
1: almost there,
0: the stranger exclaimed. She whirled around and Ilse finally could see her. She was probably just a few years younger than herself. Her pale features matched the snowy terrain along with her warm attire. "'Ilsie grasped the extended hand and pulled herself up. "'She brushed herself off, "'and she noticed that her fingertips and feet "'were changing to a sickly red color.
1: "'Where are you taking me?'
0: "'Ilsie cried wearily. "'Who are you? I must know who you are!' "'Ilsie cried once more, confused and cold. "'She had been lied to for months "'and just wanted someone to give her the straight facts for once.
1: "'Once we're hidden, I promise I'll tell you everything.'
0: "'They were now in a black wooded forest.' They were moving a bit more slowly, weaving between trees and rotting logs. The wind blew furiously, and the figure's hood blew back. Elsie saw silvery blue hair exposed in the cold air, elaborately twisted about her head into buns at the nape of her neck. The stranger was also wearing ornate earrings. She quickly pulled her hood back up and kept moving. They climbed further into the woods, sidestepping dead branches and trunks. When they reached a more hidden area, they stopped. The figure was satisfied and turned to Elsie. She sat down and began rubbing her feet for warmth.
1: I think we'll be okay.
0: The figure bent down and gasped.
1: Your feet? I forgot you didn't have shoes. You must forgive me. I'm such a dolt. Shoes would be nice, Ilsie said, her breath
0: escaping as white puffs from her mouth. I bet a good spell can take away some of the pain. Ilsie silently moved her fingertips and whispered soothing words. She motioned for her fingers in a way that looked like they were plucking the coldness from her flesh. The pain subdued and she felt better. She also remembered feeling like an idiot showing off her ice-chanter abilities to a nurse who had abused her trust. The girl pulled out a roll of bandages from within her large sleeves. She beckoned for Ilse to sit down on a rock and she began wrapping up her feet.
1: I'm glad I brought
0: this, the girl said more to herself. Ladala said I might need this. Ladala? Ilse asked. You spoke of her. Is she here? Please keep calm the figure said, keeping Elsie from standing. Instead, she was the one who stood up. She pulled back her hood. Her round face made her look like the perfect little china doll, precious and delicate.
1: I am Princess Duri," she said, sister to King Seth of the Pearl Mountain Province.
0: Elsie merely stared at her. It made sense to send someone who performed stunning spells to rescue her, but she wasn't expecting this sort of royal assistance. Am I
1: supposed to bow?
0: Elsie asked motioning to her bound feet. No, please, Duri said, waving the
1: request away impatiently. Just call me Duri. I came for you because my people and I need your help. You need help from me? What you did back there shows me
0: you can handle yourself just fine, Ilsie said, almost in dry humor. I mean, you didn't even send for your own soldiers to do your dirty work to rescue me. I
1: don't just do that to people for pleasure, Duri rolled her eyes. "'The magic thing is a long story, but I'm just a princess. "'If I'm not the king, I might as well be no one. "'That's how much power I don't have.' "'Where is your kingdom, anyway? I mean, your highness?' "'Ilsie quickly corrected herself. "'I don't even know where
0: I am or where you're taking me.' She felt weird talking like this with someone younger than her, even if she was royalty. "'You're standing in it,' the princess retorted.
1: "'We're undergoing a harsh winter at the moment.' On clearer days, you can see the mountains up north.
0: She pointed for emphasis. Distant grey figures stood in that direction with low-hanging clumps of clouds overhead.
1: I'm going to take you to a meeting place where Ladala will fetch you and help you rest up and recuperate. It's after that time that I will need you.
0: To do what? Ilsie said. She was momentarily distracted by the thought of reuniting with Reshma very soon, assuming she was under Ladala's protection.
1: My brother is obsessed over, or perhaps possessed by... "'The Yildirim leader,' Dury said, staring at the snow. "'I'm afraid for my brother. "'The people are starting to become angry and rebellious "'because of the influx of soldiers. "'Distrust in the royal family is not what we need. "'This man will soon turn our own people against us, "'and we won't be able to do anything. "'He's using our lands as some kind of base. "'I think he even lives in the castle. "'I'm left out of everything, so I couldn't even say for sure.' I just know he frequents our castle more than I care for. But you're the princess,
0: Ilsie said, perplexed. Surely you could command your own soldiers. When Seth is king, Dury said with a harsh sigh in the roll of her eyes,
1: so I have no say. He's in charge. Besides, I'm his younger sister. Not even kings will listen to his siblings, even when he knows that I'm right. Could you even imagine me planning a rebellion of my own against my brother? He's daft. But he's a good king. It's... it's that stupid old man that's messing with his mind. I know what that's like, Ilse murmured. They put amulets on you and it warps your mind. It's like believing you're the same person you've always been, but your will has been bent to do what he or his men want. I'm sure your brother doesn't mean to be a bad
0: ruler. Then you can help, Duri said, her fists clenched.
1: You know more about the Ilderims than I, or maybe even Ladala. You can help us be one step ahead of them. Maybe even free him of this amulet so he can come back to us.
0: We can talk more once Ladala is here. Ilsi shivered anxiously. The sooner Ladala arrived, the more sure she could feel finally severed from those guards. I have your things. Duri said, handing over Ilsi's travel pack. Ilsi grabbed for it and sifted through, recognizing old food, her compass, and her mother's journal. I'm so happy. Thank you. Ilsi breathed. The journal was earth and oil-stained, but everything was still intact. Rubens must have enjoyed reading this, Elsie thought, feeling wave after wave of embarrassment and guilt.
1: We made good time. She's anxious for your recovery, so she should be here within the hour. Perhaps I can shorten that amount of time, came a hearty voice. Through
0: the black-wooded trunks, the girls could make out three riders trotting towards them. My lady! Elsie cried, standing up. Lidala's lush green cloak and her dark brown hair were sailing with the wind. Her features were a stark contrast to the wintry landscape. She nearly jumped off the horse to reach them. Ilsi ran fast with her own will and embraced her friend. Lidala returned the gesture with,
1: You are so cold.
0: Lidala untied her cloak from her throat and wrapped it around Ilsi. Ilsi didn't know how cold she really was until she met the intense warmth the heaping amount of cloth gave. She took it as a sign that she was really weak and her heart sank at the thought.
1: Ilsie, I KNOW THIS IS DIFFICULT,
0: LADALA SAID AS THEY SEPARATED,
1: BUT WE MUST KEEP MOVING. THE GUARDS WILL COME AFTER US. THAT GOES FOR YOU TOO, DEAR PRINCESS. I'LL FOLLOW YOU ANYWHERE, LADALA, IF IT MEANS GETTING AWAY FROM THAT PRISON CELL, Ilsie
0: ANSWERED. THAT'S WHAT I PLAN ON, LADALA SAID, THEN FACED DURY.
1: I WOULD ADVISE YOU THAT YOU RETURN HOME A DIFFERENT ROUTE THAN YOU TOOK HERE. "'We cannot afford for them to detect any absence.' As if planned, one
0: of Lodala's riders dismounted and helped the princess onto his horse. The elf then mounted the steed with the princess sitting in front of him.
1: "'Don't worry, milady. My life is the least of my worries,'
0: Dury said, then looked to Ilse. "'I believe you can help. It was an honor to spring you from jail.' She smiled slightly as she urged her horse with her heels out of the clearing and out of sight. Dury gladly pulled her hood up and hid herself among the people once she and her rider discreetly separated. It took all of her patience to force herself into a slow, collected pace rather than run wildly back to her rooms. She looked up, and she saw the large stone castle before her. The grey stones were white with falling snow. She gazed at an elderly man standing with the king on a balcony. The old man stood in a black cloak. The king listened intently as his long, wavy brown hair whipped in the wind. He ran a hand over his goatee in stress and tiredness. He's on Seth's balcony, she thought bitterly. That old man thinks he owns our kingdom. The princess quietly made her way to the same warm meeting room where she and Ladala met to plan. She entered quickly and made her way back to a small room that was hidden off to the side. She put the hood down and let it rest about her shoulders. She looked around to be sure she was alone, and she took a candle and a small lantern that hung from the wall. She drew back a long, elegant rug that hung on the wall. It revealed a simple wooden door. She quietly opened it and disappeared from sight. Her candle guided her small feet up a spiraling staircase. As children, the passageway was used by Dury and Seth to sneak out of the castle. She came to a fork, where the stairs continued on, and to the right was another door. On the other side of the door were her royal chambers, and if she had continued up the stairs, she would be on her way to the king's chambers. She hesitated to open the door to her room, because as soon as she approached, she could hear male voices on the other side. An old woman shrieked and something shattered against the floor. Dury's eyes widened and she held a hand to her mouth. She heard the sound of boots marching out of her room. We'll find the princess, a muffled voice said. She isn't the only one who knows of secret hallways.